0: If I told you it's possible to start producing hardcore today and within a couple of years you would be signed to one of the hottest hardcore labels and be playing the main stage of Dominator and Masters of Hardcore, you would probably say I'm full of shit. And guess what? I would probably agree. However, my guest today did exactly that. Welcome to the ninth episode of the Hard Dance Producer Network podcast. My name is Alex at GeneralGeibel.com. My guest today is Tears of Fury, an Italian DJ and producer from Dogfight Records. We're talking about production, his fast rise within the hardcore scene, as well as the dark sides of being in this business. He's absolutely honest and transparent about everything. It's a degree of honesty which you rarely meet in this business and I really highly appreciate it. You will hear a lot of things that a lot of people are doing but rarely somebody says that for instance he started to produce just because he wanted to DJ. So I really highly appreciate the amount of honesty he's bringing to the table. As always we got carried away and recorded way too much material so it's gonna be two episodes. This is part one. Part two is coming next week as a video on YouTube and as an audio on all major podcast services. So, enough of talking. Enjoy this episode. Give it up for Tears of Fury. You're listening to the Hard Dance Producer Network, the number
1: one producer podcast for the harder styles. Hosted by General Geibel. <laughs>
0: All right. So I'm talking to Tears of Yuri and thank you for taking the time. How are you doing today?
1: Good evening. Uh, Yeah, I'm doing good.
0: And you? Always good. Always good. good. (laughs) Bad bad people always do good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So... um, to be honest, I first came in touch with you and your music when the Dogfight label kind of got started. So before that, I you know, you went under my radar. So why don't you give us a little brief overview about like, you know, how you got started, uh, like, you know, a little bit of your history.
1: My history is pretty short because I'm not that many years in the business. I started to, to DJ, I think, in 2007 or eight, just at home a little bit. Then in 2009, 10 I started to play in little pubs and little clubs here in my city. And uh, it was never my intention to become a DJ or a producer, but I really liked the hardcore. I was really fanatic because it's cool. I entered in the class, I was dancing.
0: Yeah. Da, da, da. So you also I, play I, I, hardcore in the little clubs and pups or... Only was it like apres type of... No, that
1: was later. <laughs> that was later when I started to play officially in clubs. This okay. was like three uh, parties. And there okay. I played like hardcore for 15 people or 10 people. Yeah. And yeah, I was really fanatic since I'm nine years old. that I listened to hard music. But I also listened to a lot of trance and hard techno, especially the German one like Tunnel Transforce, DJ Dean. That was really yeah. my... <sighs> Yeah. It was really my my god, the Tunnel Transforce CD. And I was also a big fan of Gigi D'Agostino at that time. I really, yeah, I have a, yeah, a lot of electronic music. And the hardcore was always part of me. And then with the years, I was more and more and more. And when I traveled for the first time to Holland in 2007, that was the year when I started to play at home, I was so shocked.
0: What was so the so first? What was the first party in Holland? You uh, Masters of Hardcore. Nice. <laughs> I, I, I went there. I was seventeen,
1: I think. Yeah. yeah, I was like, okay, I can't enter there. Yeah. Because it was really, I was not 18. I was like, oh fuck! But they said Italians, yeah, go. And I was really impressed, and especially the intros.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah ah, usually usually the loud. intros are also louder than the actual set yeah 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 it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> so heavy
1: yeah. they was so crazy i was like what the fuck and things moving and explosions yeah. and uh, i remember me the end when they said this event was produced by art of death da, we you know i was like wow this is yeah. something this is something cool
2: yeah
1: and then I started more and more to DJ. And uh, in 2011, they made like a DJ contest in Italy in the discotheque Florida is called in the zone of Milano. Mm-hmm. And there was the Mass of Alco party and uh, they made a little DJ contest. So I sent in my mix and they told me, yeah, you are a winner. One of 10 winners. So I was like, Wow, that's beautiful. Nice, you can play uh, at a good time, like from eight to nine or nine. I, was, I don't remember, it was a really good time because the party was in the afternoon. And I went there, and uh, normally I was used to play on Pioneer mixes. And I went there, Ellen and Heath, or half, how's it called? Uh, Heath, yeah, a Ellen, Heath, half, yeah, yeah. And the headphones didn't work, and there were so many buttons, I was like, What the, fuck? it doesn't work. Yeah. And I started to play blind like watching the lights
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. and then I started to play and I was like wow and then in the end I made it and uh, yeah it was really funny and after that I was like okay this is really cool and uh, people told me if you want to become a DJ you need to produce music and then I forced myself to produce music I forced but I, I can say I forced myself till two years ago okay which was really a big problem
0: yeah usually that doesn't end well <clears> Have <throat> you got a, i
1: didn't uh, yeah. yeah and i didn't enjoy it and uh so i started to produce in 2011 seriously and uh in 2013 or 14 i already had my first release uh, on adrenaline tracks the sub label of uh, neophyte records and i was like wow yeah This is really great. I want to play. I want to play because I'm a DJ. I'm a dedicated DJ. Yeah. And then I started to send emails to them like, why I'm never playing? I will play for free. What the fuck? Blah, 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 blah. I was really annoying. I was really, really annoying. And, uh, and then they start, they closed the label. (laughs) I don't know if they closed the label. Probably because because of your release. Yeah, yeah. No, No, because I sent really a fucking long email like, this is nothing, this is bullshit, you know. Yeah. And then, and then they had like a meeting and they decided to close the label. I was like, wow, now they kick out everybody. Yeah. And, then, and that was in 2016, uh, yeah, I think. And then I was like, okay, I will quit because I was doing music with my best friend that time, as Tears of Fury. I started alone.
2: The yeah.
1: Then he came to me and then we did it together. And then I was like, okay, let's stop it. Let's quit. Let's quit everything. That was four years ago in February. And in March, I got uh, three emails. Almost the same week, I didn't send anything to nobody. They contact me, like a big guy from Holland, like, hey, man, I'm interested in your music. I was like, who is this? I was like, what the fuck? You know, really a big guy. Then the Italian ones and another Dutch company. And then I had to decide, you know, Mm -hmm. what to do. And in the end, I uh, came across Dogfight and uh, I started there to to grow yeah there's a fury but uh yeah it was really fast for me everything
0: yeah, it's, it's pretty fast. damn fast so i don't know I anybody I, who went that fast
1: <laughs> i wasn't ready and the funny thing is before i signed the contract that's also that guy, big guy from holland that was like man I can't, I can't do this i'm not ready yeah. then, and then he sent me an email like man are you serious That's a chance of your life for you. Call me immediately. Call me, call me. I was like, okay, okay, let's do it. I signed the contract and uh, yeah, and one year later I already played at the biggest stages, main stages, masters, dominator, exodus, syndicate. Really awesome, really beautiful. But then all the pressure I had because I wasn't ready as a producer, I wasn't ready because I forced myself to do music. I had a really fucked up burnout and mental breakdown till not not even one year ago. Yeah, that's why I don't release on Dogfight for over two years, and because I was really, yeah. really in a bad situation mentally. But yeah, that's my producer story.
0: Well, I can imagine that um, you know going that fast. I mean, you know, like everybody can make one or two good tracks, but make good tracks on a constant basis it's it's definitely a lot of learning and a lot of experience coming into it so i can imagine um you know you got like two three good tracks and then people wait for you and you can't come up with anything because you're lacking experience and maybe also a little bit of knowledge um i can imagine that that's um quite a lot of pressure to deal with
1: yeah especially now that's with the social media yeah coming out 50 tracks a, a week so yeah you need to be like active, yeah, you need to be like active, as many and, guys do now, and uh, yeah
0: and how how is your look on production nowadays? Do you enjoy it? now I start
1: enjoying it because now I understand things, yes, now if I want something i I tweak a bit and i i I come there i I also went there years ago, but it took me like months, yeah. You know, it was so frustrating. I really, the kick drums, yeah,
0: so yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. But
1: still now, st- still now is difficult and it will always be difficult.
0: It's, get, it's and, getting easier with time and then it also starts making fun, you know. That's um, yeah. my, my experience. Like kicks, I used to hate to make them. You know, nowadays I make probably something like 500 kicks per year, maybe even a thousand, you know, but I really enjoy. I got days, I wake up and I am like, oh, let's, let's make a couple of kicks, you know? So, um, you know, wouldn't have happened 10 years ago. I I really hated it from like all my heart. (laughs) So
1: I can imagine because I really, I I cried. I cried to be honest. (laughs) I cried. I I was like here, like, yeah, really fucked up it was like the end and like a noise just for 99 percent of the humans on planet they say what the fuck is this shit you know and for me it was like the biggest thing to achieve like like finding gold or whatever yeah or win a million of euro but
0: yeah there's also nothing nothing better in this world than like a fucking banging kick you know you just yeah it's so
1: so (laughs) big yeah when you're on a festival like yeah. also if you don't like hard music but if you're on a big stage and you hear like that kick yeah. going, people go crazy and that's 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 funny to see when now people play hard music at tomorrowland main stage first the people are like what the fuck but then yeah they go in you know because it's magic it's so absolutely. powerful
0: absolutely yes yeah, it's also it's also funny you know um a lot of people like outside the scene but also a lot of people in the scene who aren't like really into producing who really just are fans um they don't realize oftentimes uh what goes into making those cakes. for example my wife you know she's like big hardcore fan you know and um Once I showed her, like, how, you know, just just a brief thing about the kick, because she was interested, because she was like, yeah, just, you know, push a button. And I showed her, like, a kick project with, like, I think 18 or 19 layers and shit. She was like, oh, no, oh, oh. And then she was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah, and for for her, she was like, "Yeah, but they 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 sound all the same anyway." <laughs> it's like, "No, I don't say that." It's like, and that's the thing that most of the
1: people, if you explain them that the kick is the, uh, the hardest thing to do, they they say like the opposite. Like, I yeah. thought that's the most easiest thing. Yeah, so it's like,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's but. like you know, talking, talking. Um, you know, if if like you know, you you are not a metal fan, right? And you listen to metal, and it's like, oh, it's distorted guitars, and like some guy just screaming. You know, it's like for you, yeah. it's all the same. But yeah. if, if you're into that music, you definitely hear like that guitar tone is different. That singer is different. Like it's all different. And like getting that guitar tone, it's also, it seems like, yeah, w- w- what's up? You know, just plug the guitar mm-hmm. in, crank up the amp, and play. But, you <laughs> know, getting it good, it's like with the kicks, you know, it's, um, it's a whole different animal, completely different.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy and uh, yeah. and the funny thing is like nowadays also you, know, you do, you're doing sample packs and stuff but I think also if you have the best kicks in the world like as a producer start now and take your kicks to hear really what's going on it takes years yeah because you always think my kick is good when you do kicks but in the end they are not good and then after three months it is these kicks are shit yeah because the hearing you need to train your brain to certain things Uh, it's so crazy unbelievable sometimes
0: and and the weird thing is it never stops never stops it's always always um you know you're always kind of getting better getting better and like you know it never stops it's like always there's always a better kick out there you know a better kick to make and um i also feel like um often there's like this problem you know when i talk to like young producers beginning producers and, you know, a lot of those guys, they don't give a shit about how anything they just like, show me the chain, you know, and mm. I can show to any producers the chain. I can't really explain in detail what's going on, but they're still not going to make a good kick. The reason is you can't teach what a good kick is. You know what I mean? It's like you can teach everybody how to make a good kick, but you can't teach what a good kick is. And... Um, that's where the experience comes in, you know? Yes. So definitely. I, I, I remember, like, you know, like years ago when I uh, worked with Noise Suppressor, and he was always like, no, you know, I hear, like, uh, you know, you made a kick, and it's like, oh, that's dope. And he's like, no, it's not good. It's like, what do you mean? It's not good. It's really good. And he's like, no, it's too slow. It's too slow. It's like, the fuck you talk about it? Like, you make a track on 175. It's 175. You know. Back then, I didn't understand like the feeling. You know, the energy of the kick. You know, so
1: yeah.
0: Those are those things you cannot learn. That you know, you kind of pick it up by time. But I always feel you cannot learn like you know the way how it feels and like how it translates. So yeah.
1: Yeah, of course, and 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 I think you need to have it a little bit in your blood doing these things. It's like DJing. There are DJs. They try for 20 years to to make a good transition, but they don't yeah. have it. You know, you can learn a lot of things. Everything yeah. is possible, but for many people, it's much more easier to do it because they have it in the blood. Yeah, and for many people, it's really hard road to go, and it takes maybe three times more. Of course, but yeah. the thing is to don't give up and always work
2: yeah
1: and of course the producer yeah as you know it takes a lot of time and many things social life (laughs) oh my
2: god yeah
1: (laughs) that's the hard thing you know and especially when you start in your the beginning of your 20s the best time many people go out to have party to have sex whatever i don't know and producers Stay at home with the computer. S- sit the in the, the bas-
0: basement and listen one kick for five hours in a loop. Yeah. yeah. For years. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, I can imagine the worst part, like for you, that you didn't do it because you wanted to do it. You did it initially because you had to do it. Because, you know, you wanted to play good shows, you wanted to DJ, and you felt like you have to make kicks, you know, because, oh, you know, I'm I'm always happy, like oh, sitting in the studio, mm, oh, whatever. But if you have to sit there and do it, yeah. I guess it's even harder, you know.
1: And it's really funny if you talk to like 99% of the producers. If you ask them, like, if you could choose producer or DJ, everybody will say producer. Yeah. Maybe I'm the one percent who says the DJ. You know. Yeah. So for me, it was always that's oh, really hard. But now I'm enjoying it to yeah. to make also music.
0: I, Actually, I'm. Yeah. I'm um, also made like an interview with uh, DJ Smurf, and he also ah, said, Smurf. "Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's he's still alive. Like he's you know Smurf, you know, still Smurf. taking his selfies so, while he's taking a shit and shit." But uh, <laughs> but um, Smurf. he 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 said definitely like he definitely enjoys DJing more than producing. Really? Yeah. Also Smurf yeah
1: crazy I, I i haven't i have haven't to met
0: too many um, most guys are like okay if you could never produce again or never dj again which would it be most guys that i know would said like never uh, never dj again yeah, yeah yeah
2: but i love it <laughs> that that's so
1: awesome. crazy
0: so about your very first show, you told the headphones didn't work in the mixer. Was it was it your mistake? Did you figure it out or was the headphone jack? I,
1: I, I still don't know. Never figured out? No, because the funny thing is then I, I, I told the guy, call the, the owner of the club. Yeah. And then he brought me the headphones of Stanley Guys. It was really yeah. damaged headphone and not even with that one, it didn't work. I, I don't know. Did you try Everybody both? Did you do- yes, try yes, both yes, sides? Because
0: yes, <laughs> once it happened to me, the DJ before me had like this thing that you have left the, the cue. No, you have left cue and right the the actual mix which is running. Uh, does it also work? Yeah, and I, I was just checking the <laughs> left, and you know, and since I don't have like the mix thing, I, yeah. I don't hear the cue, and I was like, the fuck! I don't have headphones. Doesn't work. What's up? Does work? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. So yeah. Um let's talk about production a little bit. Your yes, your talk. not not so favorite topic. <laughs>
1: no, 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 now it's cool because like I spent the last eight years most of the time in the studio, so
0: yeah, yeah. Then it's, it's also fun, start it's, making uh, fun, right?
1: Fun. It's, 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 it's always a challenge. Yeah, it's probably the biggest challenge of my life. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So it's my life
0: <laughs> what what are you working on? What program?
1: I use Cubase. Cubase. Not your favorite, I know. <laughs>
0: no, actually, oh. I mean, I mean, um, I, I, I believe Cubase is um, the most advanced of all of them. You know, so it's like there is no function which exists somewhere which doesn't exist in Cubase, to my yeah. knowledge. So pretty much like everything you can think of, you find in Cubase. It's not what I use. But
1: since one year, uh, no, one and a half year, the sampler track, I was like, what the fuck? Cubase, without sampler track. It didn't had it before. It's since Cubase 10.
0: But it, it always had a regular sampler or not? No. No, it had a sampler. No?
1: <laughs> oh my God. So, so for kick drums, you had to use contact if you, if you worked with MIDI yeah or another sampler but they didn't have the sampler track
0: oh okay I didn't know that (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's fucked up yeah I
1: was like is that possible or I'm stupid but uh, yeah Yeah. now they have it it's not really good I really like the sampler of Ableton and FL Studio that's really cool and Cubas now have one but
0: Um, yeah yeah Yeah, Logic got got a new one now you know the reason why I switched back then from Logic to Ableton was that fucked up old as fuck exs24 sampler which i think it came out like around 2000 and it never really (laughs) you know they never really worked on it so for me that was the main reason because like yeah i like um working with samplers um what what is like you know in terms of synthesizers what are your favorites
1: uh synthesizers the funny thing is i i used in every check, track, a different one because I was like, yeah, it's going better. It's going better. I try this and try that. Yeah. But then, now lately, I, I work really a lot with the original synthesizers on Cubase, like Retrolobe, maybe you know it, Bad Shop, Halion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot with them. And uh, if I need to pick third party synthesizers, it's Spire. I love the sound. And yeah. Dune. Dune is like whew,
0: which version you got? You got the Dune 3 or the the, the, the latest one? Is that the three? Yeah. I think I uh, think uh, it's the I three. Think, yeah. yeah.
1: Or, uh. and, and the funny thing is here on my left, I have the virus. I I bought it in 2040, and I think the virus, the famous virus. Everybody yeah. had the virus. Every hard yeah. time producer on the video. I was like, Yeah, I need to have it. And uh I installed the software of the virus on Windows and it's crashed all the time. Blue screen, blue screen. Which one you got? Okay. The TI2.
0: TI2, okay.
1: And (laughs) always blue screen. Then I was like, okay, this is fucking Windows. Now I'll buy a Mac. Above the MacBook, (laughs) the uh, the iMac. And again, crashing, crashing, crashing. Funny thing is, I used the virus in every track, but just for one track. And then I was crashed. So I recorded it and... (laughs) was yeah. there, so I used it never. And the funny thing is now on Catalina, the new OS X system, it doesn't work anymore with the exactly. software. Exactly. Yeah. But I came across uh, a new brand from Finland. It's called Mystery Island. And they make work your synthesizers on your computer, your analog ones with the software. You connect it with the MIDI cable and the audio cables, and you can work with it. Funny thing is, now they did the update and the guy who did the update for the virus, he lost everything on his computer. So it doesn't work. But I need to wait now. till. But I, I saw it in action. It's, yeah. This software and it's really cool. And I know that Filippo or Dog uses it for his uh, Uno. So you can control all your old synthesizers from the 90s with the software on the computer. With the cable, MIDI cable, it's really cool. You can save the presets. And it costs like nothing, like thirty euro.
0: But, uh, it's really a let, cool just, thing. just just to understand, um, you also kind of use it like a plugin, like
1: exactly. You have to plug in on the computer, the plugin, but you 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 work like with the MIDI cable, with the the, the old yeah. MIDI cables, you know. So you the the plugin gets the MIDI information. Yeah. And the sound goes. How can I explain that? Yeah, because I'm not a hardware guy. You know, this is new to me. Yeah. So you connect it via the old way, like yeah, yeah, years yeah. Ago but but basically, sound card. yeah, yeah, and you can save the presets on yeah. the, the plugin. So if you make a nice preset for the Uno, you know, for the VR Virus One, CB, or whatever, you can save it and it works. And I saw it in action, and it's really fast. It's really yeah. cool, and uh, it's really nice because that fucking machine cost like two thousand euro. At the they, they never managed it to make it work good. No, no, with the plugin, and it was like yeah, really horrible and they still yeah. sell it
0: <laughs> yeah but and they gave true. up on it they they haven't done shit anymore in like five years or something so yeah
1: and, and it's so funny some I, like once a month i go to the facebook page of them and read the comments of the people because it's just funny you know because yeah. they never they always post pictures like virus there or, i was there but they never answer yeah. to the people what's going on if they will ever update it or yeah No it sounds really good
0: you know the the the, the 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 company they do now those amps. They got like this amp simulation, the Kemper amp. That's the same guy who okay or, like, who made it. Ah, Kemper. The, ah, okay, yeah. 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 So and right now this amp is like in every like recording studio, like everywhere where you do guitar music. There's that amp. So mm-hmm. they probably make such a fortune on those amps. They don't give a fuck about the virus anymore. About the
1: virus. But funny, <coughs> because it's such a, a good sound. I really like it. Uh, yeah. Especially for hard dance music,
0: yeah. Yeah, but I just, That's that's a pain in the ass to work with, you know. I had like the TI Snow in the studio, and at some point I was like, okay, yeah, it's kind of interesting, but there's also so much other stuff which is interesting and also good sounding. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, you you have to have like a really damn fucking good reason to go through all that pain with that shit. You know? Yeah,
1: not true. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing.
0: <laughs> so. And
1: I, I was always like, I will sell it. I will sell it for years now. Yeah. And uh, now I was like, okay, let's try that thirty euro software. And uh, yeah, now I need to wait the update. But I, I saw it in action and really yeah. cool, really cool. Do, so do you- mystery island
0: yeah i'm gonna gonna definitely check it out it's interesting even though i don't have any hardware since anymore but i miss them sometimes so probably at some point i will get some again yeah. <laughs> yeah really it's cool um do you use serum at all
1: uh serum yeah i use it for kick drums for the tails and uh thanks to your videos oh really <laughs> it was helpful yeah. <laughs> yeah, i saw it with you for the first time then i gave up i was like wow it's too much for me.
2: Yeah.
1: And then I sometimes I watched your streams, if yeah. you remember. Yeah. And uh and then I tried and I tried. And then a guy from Russia, I don't know if you know him, Bloodfire. He's from Dogfight. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, I, I, I know oh, him. He is, um he also had a Rostyle project. Yeah.
1: And, and, and he, Coda. And he I opened, think. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he and he also he showed me then on, on, on Skype. Yeah, on Skype one day, like, yeah. Da, 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 do this, do that. Like in ten minutes, he had really nice kicks. Off. Yeah. What the fuck, you know? And yeah, I saw it for the first time with you. And the funny thing is, the, the saturation plugin, uh, the from Melda production. You showed that, and I always use it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's awesome, sure right? It.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I always use it, and yeah, I, I saw it there on your streaming.
0: What What is it, it actually? Um, in the beginning, like on Dogfight. Um, it felt like all the dudes have the same kick, you know, that was similar, except like of um Unexist and um Noise Suppressor, but like you know, you had like a similar kick. Um than the other guys, I think what's the name? Broken really? Mind. Really? Broken Mind really? Yeah, I always yeah, felt like friends. I always felt like like the, the what's up? Is it's like Metok doing the kicks or what? No, I mean it's not the same <laughs> kick, wish. but but they they but they, the tie, they, the tie, they they the tie, felt the tie, like, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know, my kick, uh, let me think, My Fury was my first track. I did the kick, but it doesn't work good. And he told me where to push it, probably, but it was my kick. Yeah. It was 100% my kick because there, there is a lot of face. Of oh. <laughs> that was my biggest problem in face. Yeah, yeah. Always that noise and, uh, yeah, but similar kick, I, I don't know. <sighs> about oh, I mean yeah, but, but yeah, the style if I, if I think now the Ignite kicks, yeah, the, the style probably was
0: there yeah. But yeah, maybe yeah.
1: that but maybe he, he liked that kind of demos, you know.
0: That's what I wanted to say like um, most of the times it's like you know, if a yeah. label is run by a guy who's also a producer, most of the times like all the guys on that label end up sounding similar because he likes that style and he only signs that style and releases that style.
1: Yeah, but the funny thing is I, I had a, another interview a few days ago with the Dutch uh, uh, podcast. And uh, I say then like years ago, when a uh, track came out, you hear like, okay, this track is from neo Records. This is a trackstorm track. This yeah. is a Miles of court track. Because there was always the guy who finished the tracks in the end. Yeah. It was always... Now in dogfight, I must say, uh, my dog was really hard. To me, but maybe to others probably too. Like in two thousand eighteen, I sent him my stems, and I was like, "Man, when you will do the master?" And he told me, "No, master, no master." I was like, "Why? You need to master tracks by your own." I was like, "Fuck you! I never mastered a track in my life, not even yeah. a pre-master. You need to do it. The track comes out in ten days." I was like,
2: "Seriously?" <laughs>
1: and then I started to try mastering, you know. Yeah. Also, I asked him like, Filippo, can I have a nine o nine kick? Well, he told me no. This is mine. This is really personal. You will find many other nine o nine kicks. I was like, okay. I was a little bit shocked, but in yeah. the end, he's right, and uh, everybody is doing his own stuff now. It's yeah. better on the on the long term, I think. Of course, now it's harder as a new talent to get, to be to get on a certain yeah on a good quality fast so it takes more time but if in a labels there a guy who always helps you like in track storm they made the track they went there in the studio with max stunning guys and then they finished the track together yeah. like most of the guys or with all the fighters most of the guys yeah. i've never been in the studio with uh, nobody
0: like yeah.
1: i'm here alone in the alps in the mountains and yeah that's a little pain <sighs> <sighs>
0: yeah. well you're in the mountains it can't be so painful
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have my friends clock You know them? Clock arts? They hard They're on QNAs. Yeah. They are near to my place, but yeah. they are hard style. So I'm hardcore. Yeah. Years ago it was different. Now it's more similar. Yeah. when I started it. to produce hardcore, the hard style was yeah. yeah, it was yeah, we did that all alone here. And uh yeah, we didn't have the big guy who was like, guys, come in my studio, let's fix it together.
0: Well, I mean, I kind I of attempt to disagree a little bit. Um, I feel like today it's easier to um, reach a good level and a good quality fast than it was like five or even 10 years ago. Because um, 10 years ago, you didn't have any information at all. So there was n- nothing on YouTube there was like barely anybody talking everybody made a big secret um there haven't been like any samples there haven't been any presets I mean you had like a lot of presets but you know try to try to find the screech 10 years ago like you know or like you know those those typical sounds which we are using um they haven't been like too much around especially the information nobody was really sharing anything. I mean, nowadays, there's so much information. Not all and, and, good, but there's the, a lot.
1: And, and that's the thing, you know, that, uh why I really respect you because you started over the years ago to show really in detail what you are doing. Yeah. Not for, you know, with heart. Like, yeah. people couldn't talk to you. And, that, and that's the thing I always hated about the Sheen because in hardcore, I was always the big, yeah, I can tell you, man. I can tell you. I, I can tell you this. Yeah. I can tell you that. But what happened? The big guys in hardcore who started many years ago with the big labels, they grew up, they grew up. The quality of them went better and better. But for the new guys, it was impossible to reach immediately that quality. Yeah. So for many guys, it was demotivating and they stopped. Yeah. I know so many guys, they stopped because they didn't have any help from nobody. You know, In hard style, it was better that time. It, it, there was like many tutorials, but hardcore was always the big secret. Yes. I don't yes. know why. Yeah. And probably that's why uptempo also grew that much because there was no mainstream producers because it was really hard to to produce. And it was not attractive for young guys because uptempo, the dark kick, 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 release. Yeah. On a label in Holland, I play at the big uptempo party yeah. and that's it. And I think that's really a shame. And now it's ridiculous that I only see tutorials and sample packs.
0: Yeah. Now, everybody. Now, 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 everybody. Yeah, yeah. But it's they, serious. they, they also gonna all disappear, you know, once the party's gonna start. And <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay alone there again, you know. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: but, uh, in the, but in the end, you, I, I, I see a tutorial a few weeks ago of a guy, a big guy, and I was like, no. Because they don't show you it's the real deal, you know? Yeah. It's just like, just like, yeah. really, when you, when you when you do for the first time in your life music, then it could be something cool, but it's really
2: not DJed Yeah, but it, you like know you
0: the, do. You know, the, 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 the problem with that is, um, I see that too, you know, so I make, like, you know, the live streams where I go, like, really in detail or build a track from start to finish, make every sound and everything. Um, there is generally less interest, you know. If I would make, like, a tutorial like make an anger fist kick in five minutes, I would have 50,000 plays. Um, You know, a lot of people, unfortunately, they kind of don't really care about the whole process and why it is how it is. They just want to have the chain, you know, they just want to, okay, show me the settings, you know, Better don't even talk, just make a couple of screenshots so I can copy the settings and that's it. You know, so I find it sometimes a little bit like frustrating. You know, I'm also never wanted really to do shit like you know, make how to make a kick like radical redemption, because you know I wanted to show people the science behind making kicks so they can make their own kicks. But now I mm-hmm. also think about maybe I should do stuff like that in order to get hurt. So then I can also show the pro stuff for those who are interested. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the amount of stuff right now coming out and there's a lot of bullshit. Um, yeah,
1: also 99% is really, I 99%. It's really, I saw so many. Uh, yeah. Nah, it's really...
0: Yeah, yeah, and then sometimes like you see somebody makes a kick tutorial and the kick sounds awful, and then you look at uh, the comments and it's like, oh, dude, fucking amazing! Yeah, but Great.
1: but that's the but that's the sad thing again, you know, because it's just to have clicks. Yeah, he doesn't help the sheen again yeah. if you do like something just for having clicks. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing where many people ask me you know how you do your sound because many people tell me that I have my tears of free sound. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. And they told me, how you do that? I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I fuck around. But yeah. they told me, do a tutorial. And I was like, I'm not sure what I'm doing. So I can not teach you something if I'm not sure. If I'm mm-hmm. sure what I'm doing, I can do it.
2: Yeah.
1: So I, I, I saw some up-tempo tutorials for fun like two, three years ago. And they didn't have a clue what they were doing. And they were... <laughs> learning wrong stuff to the young generation I was like what the fuck why are you doing this for clicks yeah yeah okay there are no rules how to make a kick but if you put uh, a reverb on the master chain for me it's wrong man it's not good
0: no, I mean, there are no rules as long as it sounds good. Um, if it's yeah, at, course, the, at the end, if if, it, if you not apply any rules and it sounds bad, um, you know, you probably shouldn't put it out there. But in many cases, it's more not even like the rules. It's like people um, making like tutorials, trying to educate people, but they don't know themselves. You know, that's kind of mm-hmm. another problem. So I, I always feel like you really know if you can explain it. If you can't explain it, you're kind of doing something, you get results, it's fine, but you don't really know, you know?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So, yeah, that's um, a whole different topic. (laughs) Different topic. Um, What about, yeah, what about kicks? So you said you use serum for tails. Do you got like some special approach or do you got like classic thing? Accue distortion, a distortion until it sounds good.
1: Uh, I can say that pff, kick drums, you want to know my whole story about kick drums? <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> yeah, well, again, I know that you hate them. <laughs> I hate them. Yeah, but this was also really a frustrating uh, point. I used Windows, I used Filterbank. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, yeah. Filterbank was really cool. I liked the sound. Wow, 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 wow. It yeah. made the kicks move. And what happened on Cubase, uh, uh, Steinberg killed the 32 bit plugins. Okay. Yeah. Filterbank, they made a release of the 64 for Windows, but not for Mac.
0: Not for Mac. To this day, So not. I lost it, you know? Yeah.
1: So what happened? My kick drums years ago was a little bit better than like in 2014, the kick drum was better than in 2016. Because then I started to layer on contact. Layering, layering, mm-hmm. layering, layering. And then the face came. The face. Yeah. <sharp> what happened? I could out all the... the <sharp> and the kick lost the whole... The yeah. whole... Yeah, the whole... Everything. The kick lost the kick. And... Uh, and now I must say... I use less things. Less things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, acute distortion, acute distortion limit there.
2: No.
1: Yes. But not many things now. I try to use less things possible, but uh, yeah. But it's always a challenge. Yeah. And if you hear my tracks, I always have a different kick. That's how it always. should be. <laughs> yeah. But but maybe because I'm insecure in what I'm doing, because I yeah. still don't, you know, because once many people have a kick, they always use their kick for two years. I hear tracks like from people I was like, oh, why? In three years to have the same kick oh. okay if it works cool but maybe a little bit of tweaking to make it interesting
0: yeah that's right <laughs> you, you, then, then you got to have like you know everything else should be like super cool so you can get away with the same kick all the time yeah. um but i also feel like nowadays since the standard shifted to like even more distortion I feel like it's gotten easier to layer kicks. Because, you know, you throw together two layers, they're phasing like shit, like everything. (laughs) You put like a shit ton of distortion and that kind of squash everything together and it sounds all right, you know? So like, I feel like with the new standards of like way more distortion on the kicks, it got even easier to layer them. Did you have the same experience?
1: Yeah, especially with the with the last track on my EP, The Face Puncher, 200 BPM track, I was like, okay, let's do something. Bam, 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 yeah. bam I was quite and I did it on my laptop, on the speakers yeah. of the laptop. Already, oh, from start yeah, to yeah, finish. Yeah. I put the kick in there, and I went in the studio, I was like, wow, it's not so bad. Yeah. Because it sounded good there, yeah. really powerful. If I listen to it now, it could be better in the midst, yeah, yeah. more punchy, but funny i pushed everything with so much yeah.
0: really did, 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 funny. Did, did you at least use like some analyzer some span or something like that to at least like see the frequency to understand that you got now enough base?
1: now it comes <laughs> 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 the frustration of my last years i never used an analyzer
0: yeah never could have been easier if you had, a, had used one
1: I never used it, and uh, then as I told you before, I had like the mental breakdown at last year, I was like, okay, let's start it again in autumn. Mm-hmm. I did the track, I sent it to my doctor. and he told me, man, what the fuck, man? What the fuck are you doing? I was like, why? What's wrong? What's wrong? This is bullshit, he told me. <laughs> uh, and I was already so nervous because I didn't talk to him for over one year, and I, yeah. I was like, exploding. I was exploding. and he told me man i had this exactly same problem like like you i didn't use the analyzer for seven years and me too i never used it and now i start to use span
2: yeah
1: and yeah it's the most important thing (laughs) it's it's the most important it's really important Why didn't of course the most important thing all years but yeah i don't know
0: but why did it was it like you didn't know about it or you said like i don't need it or what was the reason
1: I didn't know, I was like, I, I knew that there were analyzers, but I was like, wow, what the fuck, why? I can yeah. hear how it sounds, so why do I need to check this? And I was like, okay, Span has settings, how to yeah. set it up right, you know? I was like, I'm a really nervous person.
2: Yeah.
1: Now it's better, but yeah. years ago, I didn't have the concentration to focus then on settings on the Span, to search on the internet. I wanted to make music, I wanted to play. And now, yeah, spend yeah, span uh... just, just
0: just yesterday, this question came up in the live stream. Someone was asking, "Why do you got it?" said, like, "Why not?" I mean, you know, sometimes you hear that something is not right, but you can't really pinpoint it, and one look at a span or on the waveform, and you can already say, "Okay, that's wrong." you know sometimes it's just like you hear something is not right, but it's hard to tell what it is, so why not using stuff like that to make your life easier?
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's really important. Yeah, yeah, after the airs, I think is the most important thing to to look at it.
0: Absolutely,
1: and I never did this, and I never did this. Also, the I never did A and B.
0: Yeah,
1: never. So, to all the producers out there, spend and A and B, that's really the, the main thing.
0: When 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 do you do the A being? When the track is done, or in the middle, or also with kicks, or
1: uh, I do it always too late. Okay. <laughs> Still now, but I'm doing it. I think when you produce a track, you should do it from the beginning. So, yeah. if you have your favorite track from, from I don't know who, from my favorite producer is Player or Mad Dog, yeah. put it there and then do AB. Now yeah. I'm doing, doing it in the mixing, like the end yeah. mix, stadium and mastering. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really important. And then you hear I, immediately. It's I only
0: I only do it, but already all my life I only do it when the master is already done. So for me, it's more like to double check um, if it's loud enough or not. Okay, because I always find it a little bit um, confusing, or especially the last thing I want that you know I A B while I'm kind of coming up with something and I hear some melody and then i'm working and I, the melody kind of stuck gets stuck in my head and i uh, accidentally rip it off you know without knowing because sometimes you got a melody in your head and it's like oh yeah. and you you don't think like oh 10 minutes ago i heard like another track which had that melody so i try to stay away from everything and only when the master is done then um ab just to see if it's loud enough and then you also see is the kick loud enough and you know just
1: okay just, yeah, I had the same problem, and that's why I I cut out, like, five seconds.
0: Oh, okay. That's smart.
1: Because if not, my brain is, like, yeah. going yeah. going on the track. So I, yeah. I take, like, sounds just to to hear a high, the high-end, the, yeah. the, you know, just to, 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 nothing more. Oh. That's the way I'm doing it. But I think it's really important, uh, especially, yeah, the spam, that's...
0: How how do you deal when you're abing while you're working on it? How do you deal with the level differences? Because obviously, like you take a track which is mastered, um, do you adjust them by ear to the same level?
1: And that's the thing I'm always yeah worrying about because I'm like, okay, this is a master track. My track is not mastered now, you know. Then I try yeah. to put it at the same level, plus minus. Two. Yeah. For me, it's more like the yeah the low end and the high end. Yeah. Yeah, it's still difficult for me also too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you always uh, got I'm, to adjust the level, cause no matter what is louder, it sounds better, you know. <laughs> so, that's yeah. A-
1: uh, and the biggest problem I have, I still now have it, is like I never know <laughs> on which volume I need to produce. Like sometimes I put all the faders down and I put the limiter on the mask and I push everything. Sometimes I'm really loud and then you know. I'm always insecure in that. How do you handle that? Like how how loud are your uh, channels?
0: Uh, so my my faders are all pretty much around zero. I set okay. up the, the kick. So if my fader is on zero, I set up the kick on minus ten, and I make sure that every plugin or every sound is already like at minus twelve or something like that before it hits the first plugin. So I got like enabled and I got the utility tool. It's just like a fader before the plugins. Because the problem is in Cubase, your fader is after your chain. So if you kind of take a preset from Spire or something, it's already on zero. You put in in the queue, you raise high end, you're already above zero, so it's already in the clipping area. You put something else, and that sometimes, depending on a plugin, can fuck up your sound. So then you would have to, before you go into the first plugin, you would have to raise the volume, bring the volume down on the spire or put a plugin mm-hmm. in between to bring the volume down before the plugins. And usually I set up my kick at minus 10. My With a uh,
1: utility plugin. Yes. With a utility plugin. Yes.
0: And that's the first plugin in the chain before I go into anything else. Unless like I do sound design, then it's a different thing cuz then this then shit you doesn't can matter. Fuck it up. Okay. Yeah, this shit doesn't matter, but yeah, the, the main problem is like, you know, you take a sample from a sample pack, you throw it on an audio track.
1: Mm-hmm. Pretty
0: much every sample is on zero, it's normalized. So okay. as soon as you do something to it, even if you put a low cut, it will create a peak. It will go above zero. So that means mm-hmm. the next plugin will be already um, overloaded on the input. Um, some plugins deal with that. Some older plugins don't deal with that, and some of them don't have the sweet spot there. So it's better if you, you know, throw like your snare sample normalized. If you throw it on an audio track to bring the clip down, or put mm-hmm. a utility to bring the level down before you do any processing. You follow me?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the game staging right yes i I see i think you also did the video yes about it yeah i think i see that and the thing is that like in cubase sometimes i i tried it then i put the volume up on the sound card but you always need to remember when you put a plug-in an instrument in if you need to put immediately a utility plug-in on the on the chain, if not it's really loud, you know? And then I was like, okay, I will fuck off my ears. And it would be cool to have like a setting that every
0: channel has that... uh, I'm pretty sure you can do it. You can definitely do it in Ableton, you can do it in Logic, and I'm pretty sure you can do it in Cubase too. It's like a default track, you know? If you make a new audio track, it has already that plugin loaded. You Um, think that works? I'm pretty sure, I'm 100% sure it's possible in Cubase. You have to no, look. Would... Just, just like create a default audio and default instrument track. So the first plugin is already loaded with like minus 12 or something. Um, I'm pretty sure. Because you know the advantage is if I got my kick on minus 10 and I mix everything around it, I never end up on the master higher than minus three. Never. So unless okay. like I really did something wrong, but usually if the kick stays straight at minus 10, I'm, my mix is around minus six, minus three at the peak.
1: Okay. But yeah. there are so many guys uh, I talked to and they told me like, man, on the master, you need to push everything. Don't I don't care, blah, 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 push it. But I, I don't think that's good mm. for the quality.
0: Or? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't really believe in mastering as um something that really makes or breaks it, you know? Yeah. I always believe, like, the mastering, yeah, you can enhance it a little bit, you know? If, you, if it's a little bit dark, you give it a little bit high-end, you give it... But sometimes I see people, they got, like, such big master chain with, like, multi-band and shit like that, and I'm, like, I don't get it, because I think... And the best is to make the mix work. So yeah, yeah, the mix, on the, the master, mix. you just put a limiter or two to get the loudness, you know, and not. But do you do up. that? Yes. Do you do
1: that during the production? So so all your uh, faders are at minus ten with the utility plugin, but the volume at the master is pretty loud because you put a limiter, right?
0: No, no, or... I, I don't have anything on the master until it's time to master. Ah, uh, okay. I don't have yeah, anything on a master. My fader, my master fader is on zero. But because I get did the gain staging, you know, I, I I'm not clipping the master. When everything is done and I'm happy with the result, usually I put like a low cut. You know, maybe sometimes it happens. I think like, oh, okay. I wish I had a little bit more like hundred hertz, or you know, sometimes. Okay. Then you do like an a b or something, or you think like, oh, it's a little bit dark. You give a little bit high end.
1: And then mm-hmm. usually
0: I um, put a limiter or, or sometimes two or like comp- compressor limiter combination, depending on the material, just to get it loud. And that's it. Um,
1: yeah, it's, it's a strange topic because so many. Yeah, I think because most of the guys, they don't, they don't know what they are doing. Yeah. And there's also an information like, okay, yeah, put, put a limiter on like an inflator, push everything. I was yeah. like, seriously?
0: Yeah, back then the weight. When I did um, the stem mastering for Dogfight for for the track from Filippo, I um, oh, you, you did the master? Yeah, yeah, I did stem mastering on that track. Wow, so that Sounds was really the good. first <laughs> the, the, the first release, but it was produced so good. It was made so good. I yeah. mean, I I've done a little bit on the kick, just you know, just take out a little bit of the mids, so I got a little bit more headroom to make it a little bit louder, you know, and still keep dynamic. But the master chain, it was. EQ, compressor, and I think two limiters. Basically, one to catch the peaks and one to make it loud. That's that. That was it on the master. Funny.
1: But you, but you learned that you are like an an engineer. You studied that uh, that kind of work, or did you? Yeah, I mean, I I,
0: I, no, I studied at the School of Audio Engineering. I mean, you know, I learned all that shit, like how to record drums, how to record guitars. Was nothing about electronic music and yeah but you know i applied most of what i learned to electronic and then of course i evolved you know then i was um, mastering a lot of edm okay and, um, from there you know i got more into the harder styles and i started mastering there and then i also had to figure out a lot you know how to do stuff because you know there was no information basically and everybody you talked to it also felt like they are full of shit you know <laughs> so they it always felt like they're, they 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 telling me something but they're not doing it themselves and yeah a lot of things i figured out from that but also don't forget i um i've been mastering for the ma- last 10 years i've been mastering like almost like 100 tracks per year you know and it's crazy since like 2014 it was pretty much mostly harder styles. And I think since th- 2017 it was exclusively harder styles. So there's a lot yeah, of experience the, going with it.
1: Yeah, a friend of mine told me from Germany, man, you know that guy? You know the guy was like, who, who, who? And then we searched on the internet for uh, about you, like, the guy, the guy was like, who, who is that guy? <laughs> then also Meltdown told me because you also mastered uh, yes. this track from them. Yeah. It was really, it was really nice.
0: Yeah, it was the, I think, the master of Hardcore Russia and... Um, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, yeah, I will send him a track to master. And I asked him some, uh, one time maybe to master it. And then I was yeah. like, no, my track is so shit. And then, <laughs> in the end, uh, you know, I was not sure about the quality. I was yeah. like, okay, if he's new now doing the mastering, uh, he can't save my life, yeah. you know? Yeah, funny. yeah but
0: that's um, the reason why I actually stopped doing mastering now. Because... Um,
1: are you stopped. You don't. Yeah, yeah, I stopped.
0: Anyone. I stopped um, in the beginning of the year. I was like, fuck that! I'm not gonna do it anymore because um, the quality declines. You know, like the good producers with the plugins, everything available, and also the knowledge. Meanwhile, they master the shit themselves. You know. Um, so what I got is usually like really, really bad productions. And, you know, the annoying part, if I would do a stem master, it would be less work than a stereo master. And a stem master is like three times the money, but like half okay. the time, because at the end, I had so many automations, especially like nowadays, you know, everybody got like five, six different kicks and they are so yeah. much different. So. My master, it was like really automations, EQ automations. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, In this part, I, I raise up this frequency. In this part, I take down those. And it, it was a mess. It was just one audio file, but like something like 15 to 20 different automations on EQs to, to make it work. And, you know, then, <laughs> you know producers sending like this shit sounds like, like a fart, but they got like such high expectations because like they pay 100 euro for a master. And I couldn't deal with that anymore. At some point, I was like, fuck that. Yeah, of
1: course. Because I say, what the fuck is this? I want it better yeah. for my money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I it's imagine. like,
0: you know, um, there was like one incident, like a guy, he made like a regular mainstream hardcore track, you know, so basically the stuff which was in like five years ago, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he sends a reference of an up-tempo track. The up-tempo track doesn't have like big leads, doesn't have that kind of fat kick. It's like a kick without like any punch, you know, just a sub. And (laughs) yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, (laughs) twice as fast and it's it's super distorted. And he's like, yeah, but it has to sound like that. My track is not loud enough. Like I can't use it. Like the fuck you're going to say, you know? Man. I tried to explain to him, but he's like, no, no, it has to be. And, you know, you're just incompetent. And I think like, my God, like I mastered like for more than a thousand tracks for like, you know, pretty much all the big names. And like, I don't know shit, but you know, you know. So there have been like a lot of incidents like that where it was like crazy. Yeah. yeah, Especially especially like, it's it's not like you get rich with that, you know. mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, crazy yeah
1: yeah. i I can't do that i won't explode man in your situation you know if then guys come and like say what the fuck man what you're doing
0: yeah my 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 wife she could never understand how i deal with that because she's like it's like you know i'm you know having like to you know make photos of another photographer and Mm -hmm. you know who's not even good because that's basically how it feels like you know you have (laughs) you have somebody who has a little bit of knowledge but not enough to be able to do it himself but <laughs> he has enough knowledge to challenge you you know and challenge your knowledge yeah, yeah. So and then you have to deal with that he doesn't know enough but he knows enough to kind of you know oh, that shit, you know so it's it's
1: um yeah crazy, <laughs> no, yeah, crazy, no,
0: crazy. Not, not a cool business
1: Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it's hard. uh, Especially producing hard dance music. It's not easy. Many people think it's easy and to make it sound good is easy, but it isn't. It's probably one of the hardest things in electronic music to do.
0: All right. This is it for this week's episode. Part two is coming next week. Definitely make sure you check it out. One thing really quick, if you enjoyed that type of content, if you enjoy the podcast, make sure you subscribe, you follow, if you watch on YouTube, leave a thumbs up and shit like that. It really helps a lot and just one little click. If you wanna treat yourself with something nice, check out generalguywill.com. I got like Presets, sample packs, all that shit, you find also a good selection of my tutorials and stuff, so you find a lot of shit on that website, definitely make sure you stop by, and if you want to do something nice for yourself or for your lady, probably your lady can do shit with presets for serum or like kick samples, but do something good for yourself and buy yourself some awesome presets and support me. Because obviously all that content I give you is for free. So that kind of helps me to proceed that too. So thank you for that. All right, I'm signing off. But since we are talking about a lot of production stuff in this interview, if you really enjoyed that one, you should really check out the interview with Digital Violence. It's quite long. I recommend with everything, like podcasts, I recommend listening to them on one and a half times the speed. That's how I listen all the podcasts. And it's kind of more entertaining, I think, because nobody sleeps there. Everybody talks very fast. So definitely check it out. But as I was saying, check out the interview with Digital Violence. It's going to be somewhere here or here or here. Or, yeah, or check out the whole playlist of all the other interviews. So I'm not going to say thanks for watching it, because you better continue watching that shit.